welcome to the Great Detectives of Old Time Radio. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham. If you have a comment, email it to me, box13 at greatdetectives.net. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives and become one of our friends on Facebook, facebook.com slash radiodetectives. Apologies in advance, this is not going to be our best recording quality. I had to record this uh, with my cell phone because I had a freak accident take out my microphone. And I can't seem to find a backup anywhere, so we're recording this on my cell phone, and hopefully by tomorrow's program, uh, we'll have an actual microphone. I think I'm going to be making a trip to Best Buy. But now let's get into today's episode of Mystery is My Hobby, and this one is Murder and the Folsom Point. Mystery is my hobby. Desert, where a small archaeological expedition sponsored by the Belmont University was concluding a period of research in the interest of prehistoric. Yes? Oh, it's you, Spencer. Come in. Any news? Yes. Well, take a look at this. What is it? Good heavens. Bingley, it's a Paulson Point. Yeah, it's a Paulson Point. Which means we can prove that people inhabited the North American continent 15,000 years ago. Why, oh, it's undeniable evidence, isn't it? Spengler, this is wonderful. It's almost too good to believe. Do you realize how much this discovery means to our expedition, to Belmont University, to civilization in general? Where did you find it, Spengler? Not far from here. Ah, take me there at once. Spengler, this... This is almost like discovering gold. For me, it's better than discovering gold. I must let Avery know. What was that remark, Spengler? I said that for me, it's better than discovering gold. Well, I, I don't believe I understand, Spengler. Well, perhaps you will when I finish my story. Oh, is there more to tell? Considerably more. Oh. But tell, I found that frozen point in a gully where I've been digging for days. Unknown to you or any other member of the expedition. Unknown to us? But why? Well, a recent cloudburst in the mountains cut a deep gorge in what was once an old riverbed. Oh. There was unmistakable signs that the spot had once been inhabited. Then you, you didn't find... Yes, Purcell. I found the bones of a prehistoric man. A false man, Purcell. Complete in every detail. This spearhead lay beside him. You're lying, Stinger. You know we had given up hope. If what you say is true, you'd be half crazy with excitement. You're lying. No, no Purcell. I'm not lying. Oh, sorry. Uh, can I see you a moment, Purcell? Yes, come in, Avery. I want to check over this list of relics. Is anything wrong? Avery, take a look at that relic on the table. Look, what do you think of it, huh? What? Well, odd-looking thing. By George. What's that? Spengler. It's a Paulson point. Where did you get it? You're quite sure it's a genuine Paulson point, Avery? I'm positive. There's not the slightest doubt. What this means? Who found it? I did. When? Where? Why in the world are you two standing there staring at each other? Let me have the point, Avery. Of course. Here you are. Thank you. Very well, Spengler. Now tell Avery what you just told me. Sure. The point was lying beside the bones of a man, a false and warrior. 
The skeleton was complete in every detail. You're not serious, Spengler. Oh, yes, I am. Mr. Spengler has been digging in a gully for the past few days, unknown to us. Unknown to us? Yes. But what difference does it make? This is too wonderful to be true. It's, it's the reward of a lifetime of work and research. I quite agree with you, Avery. Why, the discovery of the bones of a Pawson warrior definitely establishes the fact that civilized man first came into being here in North America. Quite true, Avery, quite true. Well, Spangler? Well, I figured you two would think it was pretty important. Now, my information should be worth considerable. Ah, so that's it, Spangler. What in the world are you saying? Well, I'll reduce it to as simple a statement as I can. I want $50,000 for showing you the skeleton. Fifty? Are you mad, man? Quite sane, Avery. Uh, but this well, is ridiculous. Ridiculous. It's unheard of. It's, it's treasonous. Well, call it what you want to. Only make up your mind. There are plenty of others who will pay even more. I can't believe it. I can't. Purcell, what are you going to do? I don't know yet. Bangler, I suppose you've gone over everything very carefully. Very? Hmm. Well, if you're thinking you can find my skeleton yourself, just forget it. I've taken pains to eliminate all traces of the spot where I was digging. I see. You're quite aware that we haven't $50,000 or anywhere near that amount. Yeah, you can get it. Belmont University. No, Spangler. Belmont University will not advance us another penny. It's completely exhausted its resources when it raised funds to send us down here a year ago. Why, your friends? Rich guys? Wrong again, Spangler. Our friends have, shall we say, lost faith in us. Listen to me. Avery and I have devoted our lifetimes to this work. Long ago, we visited this section of the country and produced evidence that pulse and man once existed. We were young men then, Spengler. We had faith and willingness and vision. And so what? So we worked and saved our money. We begged a little more and came back here to try and justify our faith. Only you missed the boat, eh? Yes, if you prefer. We missed the boat. We failed, but our faith remained unshaken. We went back and started all over again. That's... Look, I've heard all that stuff before. I've given you the deal. You're now going I to, to my... hear it again, Spengler, whether you want to or not. Avery, lock the door. Listen. You two old crows are acting like a couple of kids. With me, this is business. Now, if you don't want to With go... With us, I... it's far more than business, Spengler. It's a passion. Well, then dig up the door and let's get this thing settled. You have no idea at all, Spengler, to what lengths we'd go to achieve success. When you begged us to include you in our group because you wanted experience, as you put it, we were glad to take you on. We remembered that we were once young and eager to get a start. Yeah, what kind of tripe is that? You needed a young man who was willing to dig ditches for you, you mean? We thought you understood how deeply our feelings went toward our work. We should have known. Now, keep away from me, old fool. You might get hurt. Our work has become an obsession with us, Spengler. At one time, we even considered stealing in order to obtain funds to carry on. We were pretty desperate then. We're desperate now. Away from me. You're not going to sell your information to anyone else. You're going to give it to us, or... Or what? We can find your gully. Don't think we can't. We'll cover every inch of the ground within ten miles of this place. You're crazy, both of you. You're a couple of crazy old coots. Possibly we are. Possibly the thought of having success so close has driven us crazy. That doesn't alter the situation. Well, Spangler. Put down that spear at first. Come on, put it down. Keep away from me. Why, I could break your bolt with one hand. I think perhaps you will have that chance, Spangler. Avery, get behind him. I think Mr. Spangler will find that we're more agile than we look. A year of digging in the desert. Are you crazy? Avery, get away from me. I'm warning you both. And we're warning you, Spengler. This is your last chance. Are you going to tell us? No, no, I wouldn't tell you even if it was... Let me Avery. Right. I've got him. Hold him, Avery. Hold him. 
quite dead, Everett. The pulsion point penetrated to his heart. Really? Yes. We are murderers, Avery. You and I, we've committed murder. Murder? Do you regret? No. No, I have no regret. <laughs> we've killed a man, yes. Killed a man so that we can find the bones of another who has been dead for 15,000 years. <laughs> it's funny. Funny, isn't it, Purcell? Funny. Very funny. Yeah. <laughs> well, Inspector, in a few minutes we'll be in... I've arranged to have a car ready for us in Paulson. You know, that's something I don't get. What's that? Why didn't this Mrs. Spengler come down here herself to find out about her husband's death? Mrs. Spengler and her husband have been divorced for many years, Inspector. Oh, so that's it. She figured he may have left a will, eh? No, I think she wants to make sure Spengler is actually dead. Now, wait a minute. I thought that the sheriff at Paulson sent an official statement to Belmont University to the effect that Spengler was accidentally killed when he fell on the point of a pick. No, Inspector, that's wrong. Harvey Purcell, head of the expedition, enclosed the sheriff's statement with his regular report to the university. Paulson! Paulson! Uh, we coming in Paulson, Mr. Drake. Thank you, Porter. See anything out of the window, Inspector? Nothing but a lot of sand. Kind of interesting looking, though. Yes. Interesting and romantic, Inspector. Uh, romantic? Oh. Uh, uh, but this uh, archaeological expedition is composed entirely of men, isn't it? Why, yes, Inspector. Why do you ask? Nothing, nothing. <coughs> romantic, he said. <laughs> Inspector, headquarters of the Belmont Archaeological Expedition. A little bitty shack perched over there on the side of the sand dune. It's not very impressive, is it? It's not very anything. Besides that, it looks deserted. Well, we don't know about that in a minute. Come on, let's go. Looks like it's been here a thousand years. Yeah, probably it has. Oh, here comes someone. Yeah, a couple of guys on horseback. Hey, you guys, come over here. <laughs> Those aren't horses, Inspector. Uh, They're burros. Well, whatever they are, you can hardly tell them from the riders. Did you ever see longer whiskers? And those clothes they're wearing. Aren't there any laundries around here? I imagine the laundry service is rather poor around it. Let's wait here, Inspector. I think we're in for something. Those guys don't look any too friendly. Hmm. They're probably not used to visitors. Now, here they are. Good morning, gentlemen. Who are you? What do you want? What are you doing here? <laughs> well, may I answer one question at a time? I'm Barton Drake, and this is Inspector Noah Dan. The police. Huh. Yeah, the police. Huh. Now, listen. Just a minute, huh? Inspector. We're looking for professors Harvey Purcell and Gilman Avery. Why? What do you want of us? Oh, so you're them. It's obvious why they're here, Purcell. 
Pukesbury sent them. Pukesbury? What's the old fool worried about now? And who, if I may be so bold as to inquire, is Pukesbury? As if you didn't know. Pukesbury is president of Belmont University. Oh. You're not fooling us. He hired you. As a matter of fact, it was Mrs. Fritz Spengler who hired Spengler. Well, we never stop hearing about that man. I'm sorry if the subject is distasteful to you, Professor. That's but... it. I explained all about Spengler in my letter to Tewksbury. Now go away. We're very busy. I'm sorry, Professor Purcell, but Mrs. Spengler was under the impression that, that you... Spengler didn't die a normal death? Nonsense. He died and we buried him. Tewksbury's a fool. Yeah, you said that before. It's a funny thing, but we had an talk, idea Talk, that... talk, It bores me. Purcell, I've had enough of this. I'm going in and lie down. One moment, Avery. Gentlemen, as you can see, we're very busy. This is the period of day during which we take a nap, if you will excuse us. Well, I'll be... Professor Purcell, I apologize for interrupting your siesta, but... Your apologies is... don't interest me, Mr. Drake. Sheriff Tanner and Paulson will answer all your questions. It was he who pronounced Fengler's death due to an accident and gave us permission to bury him. Everything was legal, I assure you. Good day. Well, how do you like I like it, Inspector. This is the most interesting case we've had in years. Unless I miss my guess, both of us will be murdered in bed tonight. Cheerful guy. So tonight we're going to be murdered in bed, eh? Fine thing. <laughs> well, I'll qualify that, Inspector. Tonight someone's going to attempt to murder us in bed. Oh, well, that makes me feel a hate better, partner. Who all are our assassins going to be? Well, Tenderfoot, our assassins are going to be Purcell and Avery. The two props, eh? Mm. Why do they want to murder us? They don't like us, Inspector. Oh. We interrupted their siesta this afternoon. Oh. Well, here we are. Some town, huh? Two filling stations and an auto court. I wonder what folks do here for excitement. Apparently, they stand it as long as they can, and then they start murdering their neighbors. Here it is. Here, what is? What are we stopping here for? Can't you read, Inspector? That sign says that this is the residence of Sheriff Nick Tanner. Yes, so it does. Oh, oh. What's wrong, Inspector? I was just wondering if that red-headed gal sitting on the porch up there is the sheriff. That's not a porch, Inspector. It's a veranda. Don't forget, we're in New Mexico. Okay, okay. Hmm, she's, uh, she's attractive, isn't she? Yeah. Well, open the door, Inspector. We've got work to do. Yeah, work. I don't know how it happens, but somehow there's always a female mixed up in these deals. Are you coming, Inspector? Yeah, I'm coming. I beg your pardon? Oh, Hello. Were you looking for my father, Mr. Drake? Why, uh, you... You're surprised that I know who you are? Well, we don't have many visitors in Paulson. Oh, this must be Inspector Danton. Yeah, I'm Danton. Are you the sheriff? No. Though I do most of his work. Oh. Sheriff Tanner's my father. Oh. Won't you come up and sit down? It's terribly hot in the sun. Thank you, Miss Tanner. Please call me Karen. Sounds so much more natural. Sit here in the shade, Inspector Danton. Uh, thanks, uh, Karen. Nice spot. Yeah, didn't realize how hot it was. For once, I'm getting some attention from one of Drake's... Inspector... It's all right, Inspector Danton. When Father gets here, you two will have a great deal to talk about. Yeah, think you can wait that long, by? If you don't keep quiet, Inspector, we'll both be asked to leave. How long before the chef will be home, Miss... 
Uh, John? Not until late this afternoon. He's working on a case. Oh, nothing serious, I hope. No, not particularly. A man was murdered. Murdered? Jumping Judas, don't you call that serious? In a way, yes. But I don't want to bore you with our trouble. Is there anything I can do for you, Mr. Drake? The first name is Bart. That puts us on a, an equal footing. Of course. Bart. Oh, um, here we go. The inspector and I would like to get some information about the Belmont University archaeological expedition. The Belmont University? Oh, yes, those two funny old men who live down near Coyote Wells. Yes, that's right. Originally, there were three uh, funny old men. One of them was killed. Your father conducted an investigation. Of course, of course, I remember. Father signed the papers. He was too busy to do much investigating. Too busy? Good gosh, lady. What was he doing? Well, he was working on his own murder case. He was hunting for the body of Black Brady. Black Brady? Uh Uh-huh. Black Brady was the man who murdered Pete Lawson. Pete Lawson was a miner, and Black Brady murdered him for the gold he'd panned. Father arrested Brady, only the next day Pete's body disappeared. The judge ruled there couldn't be a trial without a body. What happened to the body? Everyone thinks that Pete was only wounded. He crawled off into the desert and must have died. So Father's been looking for his body ever since. That's why Father couldn't spend any time with the funny old men. Father believes in handling only one murder at a time. Karen, how long ago was it that uh, Black Brady murdered Pete Lawson? Well, let me see. Um, This is 1945... I was born in 1924. It was eight, no, nine. No. Yes, that's it. It was 29 years ago. Now, wait. Whoa. Maybe it's the heat. Say that again, Miss Tanner. 29 years. I'm sure of it. You can figure it up for yourself. You see, I'm 21. No, 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 no. I'll take your word for it. Uh, Bart, may I borrow your handkerchief? I seem to be perspiring. Uh, Karen, uh, there's one other question I want to ask. How long ago was it that the uh, funny old man out in the desert met with his uh, accident? Oh, that was quite recent. That only happened six years ago. <laughs> now I've heard everything. Look, Bart, I feel a little dizzy. Maybe if I could go home and lie down a little while. Yes, of course, Inspector. Yes, sir. Well, thank you very much for answering our questions, Karen. You've uh, helped us immeasurably. You're welcome. Please come back later and meet Father. Is he anything like you? Inspector. Huh? But I tell you, Bart, the girl's crazy. And her old man must be, too. But she isn't, Inspector. She's the same as you and I. I'm not bragging, brother. Maybe I'm nuts. 29 years hunting for a corpse. Ouch! And she was serious about it, too. <laughs> it is quite serious. Inspector, try and realize that time means nothing in the lives of these people. Huh. Every day is pretty much the same. Sheriff Tanner had a job to do. Nothing more exciting came along, so he continues to do it. I admire the man. Uh, Bart, you're all right, aren't you? You know, the thing that intrigued me is what Karen said about the funny old men out on the desert. Inspector, the pieces of this puzzle are beginning to fall nicely into place. Now I know that Fritz Stengler was murdered. You do, eh? Mm-hmm. So would it be asking too much if I inquired? Yes, not now, Inspector. We haven't time. Let me oh. look at my watch. It's uh, exactly 11.30. Mm. Yep, it should happen any time. Inspector, turn off the light. Turn off the... Okay, okay. Now, what do we do? Sit here in this order court cabin and two well, hours? we bundle up these pillows with a blanket so it'll appear as though we're in bed. Mm. Yeah, that does it. Come on, Inspector. Yeah, uh, wait here. Outside. 
I don't know why I always string along on these deals. Over here, Inspector, under this tree. Pitch dark. It's dark all right. What's wrong? Nothing. I just stub my toe. You sit down and keep quiet. How long are we going to sit here? I don't know. Keep quiet. Sit in this position much longer. We must have been here half the night. Someone's coming. Yeah, I see him. He's coming up the drive. Hey, it's the girl. Good heavens, you're right. This is the last thing I expected. If she goes into that cabin, she'll be... Karen! <laughs> there he goes, Inspector, around that cabin. Get him! I'll get him. Stop! Stop! Karen, are you all right? I, I think so. What happened? The man who came here to murder Inspector Datman and myself was hiding behind that hedge. You came along and he thought it was one of us. He threw a possum point at you and missed. A possum point? Yes, I'll explain that later. But right now, we've got to get to your father. My father's and... disappeared. What? That's what I came here to tell you. He, he found the body of Pete Lawson. Karen, are you sure? Yes, he had the bones in the gunny sack. He went over to see the old man to make sure he had the right bones. I became worried and decided to ask you what to do. Karen, I'm, I'm afraid your father's in grave danger. Hey, boss, where are you? This way, Inspector. Whoever it was got away in the dark. How's it going? He's all right. Get the car, Inspector. We're going out and pay those funny old men a visit right now. And now we're so close, they'd have heard us anyway. That's what I want. Karen, I want you to stay here in the car with Inspector Denton. But if Father's... The in... only way you can help your father is to do what I say. All right. And, Barton, be careful. Yes, of course I will, Karen. Inspector, you remember my instructions? Yeah, I remember them all right. Then, I'll see you two later. Professor Purcell, I rather expected you'd be here to greet me. Then you were a fool to come. Are you planning to kill me with that gun you're holding? Go into the cabin. Glad to. Now, Mr. Drake, I must explain... It won't be necessary for you to do any explaining. Everything's quite clear to me. Indeed. Yes. You're quite mad, Purcell. Both you and Avery. You think I'm insane? I do. You've lived alone here in the desert too long with nothing but a guilty conscience to comfort you. Guilty conscience? Yes. You murdered Fritz Bengler. And I think I can guess the reason. That's absurd. Is it, Purcell? Yesterday I checked with the museum at White Sands. The Paulson point that they had on display was stolen a long time ago. Stolen? Yes. Bengler stole it. He showed it to you. He told you that he found it in the desert. And he also told you that he'd found the skeleton of a Paulson warrior. You believed him because he had the point to support his argument. That's a lie. It isn't true. He tried to blackmail you, so you murdered him in cold blood, using the point for a weapon which has a peculiar penetrating power. Then you and Avery spent six long years searching frantically for a skeleton that never existed. That's not true. It's you who are mad, Drake. Either that or you've come here to try and trick Avery and me into giving up the skeleton. You can't give up something that doesn't exist, Purcell. It does exist. That proves you're trying to trick me. 
skeleton does exist, I tell you. I'm sorry, Purcell. That bag of bones that Sheriff Tanner brought over here tonight were the bones of Pete Lawson, the miner who disappeared nearly 30 years ago. In a few minutes, Professor Avey will have completed his analysis of the bones that Sheriff Tanner brought here, and then you'll know. Listen. Yes, and Avery's coming now. He's coming, yes, but not for the purpose you think, Mr. Drake. Avery and I like to perform these uh, unpleasant tasks jointly, as we did on Spengler. Come in, Avery, come in. No, Mr. Drake, you haven't talked me into believing that we were the victims of a hoax. Is everything ready, Avery? Avery! Sharp it, Purcell. Can't you draw? You want to play rough, eh? Be careful, Inspector. Watch him. Purcell, the idea that was Avery coming up behind him. There wasn't anything clever about it, Inspector. Purcell huh? expected Avery, and they were both mentally incapable of employing much reason. They were not, thanks. Yes, that's one way of putting it. <laughs> By the way, Inspector, Jeff Tanner didn't seem to be too upset over being held a prisoner, did he? No, the only thing that bothered him, and the girl, too, was now he's out of a job because he finally found the body of Pete Lawson. <laughs> one murder at a time. Yeah. That's quite a slogan. <laughs> Well, by this time tomorrow, we'll be back home, Inspector. Yeah, you know what I think, Bob? What do you think, Inspector? I think that sheriff is nuts, too. Oh, calm, Inspector. And I think his daughter is. Not the lovely red-headed Karen. Yeah, the lovely red-headed Karen. And you know something else? What, Inspector? If you say it, I'm going nuts, too. You mean if I say, mystery is my hobby. Welcome back. Well, definitely more of an inverted uh, mystery situation with us knowing the killers at the beginning. Usually there's some ambiguity as to, you know, who did it. You know, we we hear the murder, but uh, there's some question, okay, wh- which one of them actually did it? Here, they're both co-conspirators and both a little bit off their not. Well, now I want to go ahead and thank our Patreon supporter of the day. And I want to go ahead and thank Blaine. Blaine's been one of our Patreon supporters since January 2017, currently supporting us at the rookie level of $2 or more per month. Thank you so much for your support, Blaine. And that will actually do it for today. Join us back here tomorrow for yours truly, Johnny Dollar. And then, coming up on Saturday, we'll be getting into indictment. And next Wednesday, we'll be back, or next Thursday, I should say, we'll be back with another episode of Mystery is My Hobby. In the meantime, send your comments to box13 at greatdetectives.net. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives and become one of our friends on Facebook, facebook.com slash radiodetectives. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham, signing off.